We are here for season two. We're back bigger and better than ever. We've got some really exciting episodes in store for season two. And it's going to be amazing. Right, disclaimer time. We're just a group of friends here for a laugh with a few too many opinions. We are not actually trained to give any advice. But we're going to give it anyway. But in all seriousness, if you are struggling, please seek professional advice. All right, let's crack on. And hope you enjoy our podcast. Woo! Woohoo! So this week's episode, we're going to talk about everything that's been going on in the past couple of weeks in regards to women's safety and how women are being treated by other men and by the media, etc. We just wanted to give a little trigger warning in case there's anything that, um, you know, appears in this episode that might make anybody feel uncomfortable. So this is a safe space to discuss everything that's going on. Um, secondly, I just want to highlight that we are not the best people to come in here and talk about um, this topic. We're not very serious people. We can be quite, you know, we're not very... Intellectual. Edu- <laughs> yeah, we're not intellectually educated. So we just wanted to come on here and, like, get guests on the show. So we've got some excited guests that are coming on today because we want to talk about this. We want to talk about it seriously because it's a serious issue that does affect, well, all four of us in some way or shape or form. So we wanted to make sure that we talked about it, but just in the best, most positive way where you know we're hitting all the right spots without being insensitive or you know just not getting the point across i don't know maybe i'm overthinking it but there we go and now we're just going to give you some context about what's actually happened this week um so past couple of weeks have been a bit crazy to be fair um monday we started off with international women's day um obviously everyone celebrities were posting about how amazing women are etc rightly so um, and then obviously Tuesday, it was the whole Meghan Markle um, situation. Yes. So- yeah. So Meghan was a whole situation. So she went on to national TV across the entire globe and everyone was watching where she wanted to expose what had been happening and how she'd been treated by not only the royal family, but by the people of the firm or however you want to say it and across the media in general as a woman and a, as a woman of colour and we, we just and also about her mental health which is insane that there's people like Piers Morgan that will go on there a day after women women's international women's day and say that he does not believe a woman who comes on and says that she feels suicidal a day later so it's just craziness really and then sadly we had the Sarah Everard story um so I'm pretty sure everyone knows but for anyone that doesn't she was basically walking home at night and she was kidnapped and murdered by a police officer because she was a woman by herself at night. And then we'll be talking uh, briefly about the vigil that happened after the incident with Sarah and how the peaceful vigil resulted in police brutality. And saying that, we've got our first guest coming on to our podcast, which is actually our first guest ever on a podcast. (laughs) And um, this girl is called Zoe. And just a bit about her. She goes to drama college and she's an aspiring actress. She's in her second year and she's just done a music video um, in Lincoln. But yeah, the main reason we want her on this podcast is because she's done a monologue all about what was all for Sarah and everything that's happened. And it's really good. We'll link it on our Instagram page after the podcast so you can all listen through but we all think it's really good and we hope that you enjoy her on our podcast 
Hi Zoe and welcome to our podcast. You are our first guest we've ever had on our podcast and we're all actually what? really nervous. <laughs> um, are you okay Zoe? How are you? I'm good thank you. Just chilling in lockdown. Yeah. So the reason we wanted you on this podcast today, which we've explained to you, is because we all really, really liked your monologue. It is a monologue, isn't it? Or is it a speech? What well, at school, like we call it a spoken word poem, but I think you could call it a monologue. We all really liked it and we're gonna link it in our Instagram after you've come on. So okay, we just wanted to like know. Obviously, we know like you were inspired by everything that's happened recently. Um, but what was the feedback like from the spoken word poem? So I got some really, like the response was actually really overwhelming. Like people were really like nice about it, which I don't know, I just find it kind of weird because I know that like some people can be a bit like poetry, like, oh, it's a bit cringe. Like it can make some people feel a bit uncomfortable, but I don't really care because I don't know. I like the fact that they're like my words and stuff. And um, yeah, everyone was super nice about it. I feel like people were like, oh yeah. I get it. Yeah, and also like it's your it's that sure like acting page you posted on, wasn't it? And it's also nice to see like obviously it's not just like actors that are watching your page. You it'll be like, other people that like relate to the situation and think are inspired by it as well. Like I feel like you got quite a lot of shares in it and stuff, and that and like re- reached out to people, didn't it? Yeah, I find like I never really wanted like a lot of people to see that Instagram. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna post all my like acting stuff. Like not many people are gonna like engage with it um but yeah it's just been so nice like it's weirder to see people from like all over sharing it people like I don't know or like people from school that I used to go to school with have been like oh my god wow and I was like oh like it's just (laughs) nice to like see the response I was like wow thanks I think it's a really nice I think it's a nice way to reach people that like because a lot of people will like see all these like news articles and watch the news and some it's quite overwhelming for some people so it's quite a nice way to reach people without like them like being bombarded with information that they can't process mm-hmm. it's just like a nice way to hear or the just story. like a written quote yeah it's just nice and simple and it's a way that like I suppose it's like the way you learn isn't it like visual learners it's like a different way of receiving the information yeah that's what yeah. I found as well like I just think with like, uh, with the posts that come out, like I really like them and I think they're great like when everyone shares them, but I just find like, if I do my own response, it's a bit more like personal to me. And then I, yeah. I feel like I can, if I can write something, then somebody else can. And then like the message is a little bit more like poignant maybe. It explains everything really clear. Like everything that you're saying is so precise and. I just feel like if someone didn't understand the situation or just needed a bit more knowledge about it, they could listen to that and be like, oh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You put it across really clear and well, rather than someone reading it. Yeah, it hit me deeper than reading a post about it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like hearing your voice and stuff. It meant meant so much more. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, shit, actually listening to it. Yeah, what you're saying, the the emotion behind it, yeah. Yeah, like that's what gets across to people better because if you're just reading the post, you don't actually know the intention behind it. But when you're like doing that, it's you can just see everything behind it and every intention that you want to get across. And you can also see like why you're so, how you're so passionate about it. Mm. And like, I'm sure you're so passionate about everything else that's happened with like the whole like Meghan Markle thing. Like, what do you think about that? Oh my God. I watched that and I was gobsmacked. 
do you know what like I'm not even I say that I'm shocked but I'm not that shocked because like the royal no. family are weird like they always have been a bit weird, weird. But, <laughs> they are weird are weird and like you see on twitter like the thing about the avocados like megan versus kate and like that is just racism like there's no yeah. other excuse like they are just racist like the like the british media and that it's awful honestly do you know what like at the start of the whole megan the interview and i knew about it i was like what like i didn't realize all the hype about it and then until it actually came on i was like oh my god like do you know what I mean? I yeah. didn't realise until everyone was sort of talking, like even, do you know what I mean? This is like worldwide new, like this is, this, I was. I've said, I think I said it to all of you, like it's actually crazy that we have lived through that. Like this is like our modern day version of the Princess Diana story that now we all sit and watch the documentary on Netflix. In 10 years, 20 years, however many years, we're going to sit and watch this documentary on Netflix and see that clip of Megan <laughs> and see that clip of, Piers Morgan, like, saying that he doesn't believe her when she's, like, suicidal. All these clips that we were there in the flesh for and saw on live TV are going to be, like, in a documentary in the future. And we're all just going to be like, we lived through that. That, that is crazy. Mm. We are history. It's going to be taught in history classes. Like, yeah. genuinely, our kids will learn that at school. And we'll be like, what, what do you think? Like, you know, back in the day, they say about war. Like, yeah. you know, irrelevant. We want that. But we can yeah. actually, we actually have something to say with our generation. I think that's the thing with the royal family. Like with our generation, we've never really been bothered about it. There's not anything for us to care yeah. about the royal family in that they've aspect. Been, I think they've been seen as an enemy since the Diana yeah. thing. They've, kind of, they've had like a bit of like a villain kind of vibe, haven't they? I think they've been kept hush hush. I think it's mm. been the royal family or a tourist thing. That's all you need to know. That's where you leave it. And it's not until mm. Meghan and Harry have actually spoken out where everyone's thought shit like, they're actually real people and actually real things go on they were saying like it's like history like with the interview with um diana weren't they like it was all talks about mm -hmm. that as well it'd be interesting to know what diana would think like if she was here about it all like i'd love to know i oh. love the diana stuff i find it I... so interesting diana is fuming see i like yeah. keep seeing all the things about the crown and stuff but like i haven't even watched it but everyone's saying that Obviously, it like teaches you so much about the royal family, but I didn't know anything about it until that interview. I was like, "Oh, like actually, what's going on?" And then, but I, I must say, on the light-hearted side, the things that did make me laugh were the memes that people were putting out. So you know, I saw. Oh one, my god! It was like you might have had it funny, but it was like, oh, it's um, um, she's just waiting to find out if she's got through to the live shows of X Factor. <laughs> like Simon Cowell's back garden. Like I thought it was. Yeah. That one. <laughs> She lit what like she's at the celebrity houses. Yeah, <laughs> I think that it's interesting that like obviously everything becomes a meme nowadays anyway. But like it's actually a very like obviously the memes are funny. I'm not taking away how funny they are, but it's actually a really serious situation. And like the royal side of it makes it almost seem like it kind of makes them again. It's almost like a celebrity thing. It makes them like non-human as though they don't actually have feelings and emotions. And to see her sit there and like explain that literally she was in her room like wanting to kill herself and the reason why she didn't like that didn't happen was because she went to that event with harry and she was left on her own she said she didn't know what was happening like that's mental like that is awful and like that's that just shows doesn't you how fake like the media and stuff is because there she is in a pretty dress getting a photo taken with harry at some royal event shaking her the smile on her face 
Like, that's crazy. The thing that I found crazy, and she was literally like, she never got taught the, um, was it the... Oh, the, yeah, what, like how to be an actual princess. I, yeah. yeah. I like, she didn't know how to curtsy or anything. Or was it like a song or something she had to learn? Oh, she didn't get taught the national anthem. Sorry, yeah. Is that what you mean? The national anthem. Right. The fact that she had to, like, Google the national anthem before she had to sing it and... Like, that's just weird like we didn't ever think of that before and now we're like oh she'd be sat in a room like what, what's but Kate the... Middleton did Kate Middleton what? had it up Kate Middleton Kate... had all the classes like all the classes and like oh, she shit. yeah I think so I mean don't quote me on that but her. yeah the thing it, well it's very clear that they were treated very very differently yeah, what do you think? What do you think about that, Zoe? About the da- like you spoke about it briefly about the avocado thing, but about the fact that this whole it doesn't really just happen with the royal family, does it? Happens everywhere. Like this whole women comparing to other women, whether it's like on the front of a magazine, like this one's fatter than this one, like that sort of thing. I feel like it's only been recently, like that people think it's like, like I feel like now it's like cool to be kind. Like before, it was like yeah, pitted against each other. It's like women in music and stuff. Like it's like you can't have Taylor Swift unless there's like they're like battling like Katy Perry or I know that's probably a bad example but do you know what I mean and like now it's like oh like women women empowering women and I think that that's like I think that that's good but I just hope that people are like doing it for the right genuine yeah do you know what I heard but women in music which I think is really crazy I think it was actually in I'm not really a Taylor Swift fan I think I was watching the Taylor Swift documentary with I can't remember who I watched it with but like I think in the documentary, she talks about how, and I'd never seen it before until she said it, I'd never even noticed it, that women in the music industry have to reinvent reinvent themselves every time they do a new album. And when you look back, it's actually crazy. Like Miley Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah. Blonde Bob. So then she goes to doing the whole Malibu. Rihanna, she goes from like, bad girl then like good girl gone bad with her like half bob situation then she's got bright red hair that era then she's got the moican era like it's actually crazy how like these women have to do that and then you look at someone like i don't know coldplay Ed Sheeran. Like, <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's actually crazy yeah it's crazy that they have to do that but i love it do you know what yeah. i mean i love them back and they're like they've got a mm. like out and they've got something a bit special going on so do so they excited. are you saying like they basically have to rebrand themselves to get noticed almost yeah basically i think i think that, i think the direct the the thing that she was saying was that women have to have this constant thing with that it's their looks it's they have to reinvent their look every single time they release a new album to get people excited about it whereas men don't have to do that whereas men it's almost like people are excited about the music regardless whereas women it's not just the music it's the whole thing that comes with it and to be honest yeah. in my opinion I want both of them to reinvent themselves every time they do a new album. But that's just because I'm a creative, like, kind of person. I want newness. So if they're going to, if Harry Styles is bringing out a new album, he better switch it up. I don't want to see him in his Ashley Tisdale feather bow anymore. Like, <laughs> you still, I want more. Um, going back to your, like, speech, Zoe, um, is it something that you've always felt passionate about, like, this whole everything that's happened? Or do you feel like, what's happened recently has sort of pushed you that extra bit further in order to be like, look, I'm going to like write something about it. Do you know what? I feel like I, I don't think I've, so I've always felt like passionate about like women's issues, like equality, all of that. Um, but I don't think I like proper, like found like m- my voice with it until like lockdown because 
I don't know, like it just was like such a reflective time that I like, you just, you just like look back on all of like the moments of your life and you just think like, what? Like the world mm-hmm. is literally ending. Like if I'm going to be myself, like now is the best time to, to do it. And then when the whole thing came out about Sarah Everard, I was just like, I, I had like a lot of conversations that day with like a lot of like my peers at school and like male friends and stuff. And I was just so mad. And I thought like, I am an actor, like first and foremost. And like, I just, that was like my way to like respond to it. Like, and it made me feel better afterwards. I was like, oh yeah, I can, I can let it go now for a moment and just like take a breather. So like, I don't know, I just find it quite therapeutic, I think. And do you ever have like controversial conversations with people about it, do you think? Or is it normally sort of the same, you're both saying the same type of opinions? I mean, I have a lot of, I have a lot of controversial um, conversations with people about it. Do you know, it just shocks me, like, how many, because you see it, we say, like, we see it on Twitter, we see it online, like, hashtag, like, not all men. And then there's, like, people in my life that will say that. And do you know what shocks me the most? It's, like, females in my life that are like, oh, just leave it, just leave it. And I'm like, but why? Like, who are we leaving it for? Like, and that's what shocks me the most. It's like, the females that have like their own internalized misogyny, like that they don't want to create a scene, so they just don't say anything. That's what makes mm. me like sadder. I think. I think it's also. I think it's that. I think it's also a combination of the whole pick me kind of energy. So that they they and again, it's wrapped in misogyny. It's the whole idea that they're so a lot of these women that are saying that don't want to piss off men that they find attractive, so they will not say certain yeah. things. Like they're quiet, like cute, like nice girls that don't get involved, and they're not like the other girls. They haven't got an opinion. It's just like it's it's madness. We to me. used to be like that in school, though, to a certain extent. It's like yeah. when girls, when you're in year seven, and you used to say that you liked football. Yeah, I just thought that, that. you obviously yeah. didn't, and you just and you do that just to get you, just to get boys' attention, really, and just to please men. Everything it's you sad. did when everything I did, looking back now, when I was younger, was to either get a male attention or to just please them yeah like it was yeah, always to please men or just was. to get their approval really wasn't it yeah and I think, I think that's all we knew yeah that's what you was told it was you know yeah. you've got to find someone you'll get married you'll have kids yeah he's the breadwinner as such yeah it doesn't have to be that way and I think with this whole Sarah thing it's like people aren't bothered unless it's close to home people mm-hmm. aren't willing to help unless it's actually on their doorstep if it's someone they know People pretend that it hasn't happened, which is yeah. just wrong because it could happen to someone they know. It could happen to them. Makes no like difference she, who it's happened to. Yeah, it does. She did all of the right things. She did everything she was supposed to do. Like, yeah. but she shouldn't have, but she did everything that she was supposed to. And still, like, That's it's so. Yeah. I have a question, Zoe. Well, to everybody, really, but Zoe is the most intelligent person on the podcast today. <laughs> 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 So I found myself with this situation a little bit of a middle ground because I'm very much in this in agreement with this whole this not all men is so ridiculous. And I'm in a place where as a gay man, I don't know quite know where I fit because I'm very much aware that, well, actually, to be honest, I wasn't until this has all happened. This has made me very like more hyper aware. I think that's the phrase that like. I could be walking down the street and intimidate a woman without knowing. I mean, and I know, I was talking to you about this earlier, Ellie, that I'm a very fast walker. Like, that's like a thing. Yeah. I don't know. And I think now I'm going to be super 
um, conscious to not be like that around certain women in certain scenarios. So I wouldn't ever want to look like I'm trying to catch up with them or anything like that. And like, I suppose it's one of them things where when I'm behind them, they've got no idea. And then I'm, once I've walked past them, they see that I'm strutting whilst I'm walking. They're probably going to thought, all right. The other side of me is like, so that's why the other thing is that I do kind of almost feel like I slot into this issue in a way. Obviously, I don't want to take it away from the fact that this is about women. I never want to do that. But I do feel like as a gay man, I am in the, that position often too. Like there's a position where I, there's, a, a, but again, it's not by women. It's by other men that I'm like walking down the street and yeah. I'm terrified of. Like I've got my heart's beating a million miles an hour. So I found myself in a little bit of a place where I'm like, I don't want to speak too much on it because I don't want to take it away from women but I also don't want to talk about things that don't actually genuinely like relate to me so I'm kind of like in that middle ground you know what I'm saying yeah I yeah I totally understand what you're saying but I think it comes back to like the fact that like we are a minority like if you're gay or if you're a woman or if you're black or whatever your ethnicity is or whatever like if you're a minority you are just slightly more vulnerable than most people so I don't I actually I think sometimes people can get really like particular about like you know there are some people that like fly the flag of like feminism and equality and they kind of make you feel bad for it if you're like not living up to like oh you can't say this you can't say this and you need to help in this way in this way but I don't think any of that actually matters like I think if your intention is good and you want to talk about the subject I don't think it matters what your background is like if you if you're engaging in the subject and that's the way you feel about it and your position from your perspective I don't honestly think it matters like I think all of yeah. it is good that's I think it's probably I think it's about having an honest conversation with people and like if you're being honest and sometimes if you're wrong I think this is something that as a society that is crazy crazily like on top form at the minute is that if you're wrong a lot of the time you don't get a chance to rectify it and learn from it it's just you're wrong yeah. and that's yeah. we don't want to hear your opinion anymore so Thanks sometimes you need chance to learn because obviously for me like I'm I want to talk about this topic. I do feel passionate about it. I wouldn't want any of the women in my life to ever experience these things that Sarah's experienced. And I also don't want to experience things myself as a gay man. So now I like hearing what you say, it is, it's just about being honest and having an honest conversation. And that way, regardless of what the outcome is, as long as I've been honest, I can't really be at fault. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I exactly. Like, I feel like you've explained that so precisely, like really well, like I, better than I would ever be able to explain anything. But also, <laughs> you know, all the whole... Um, not all men thing I found the quotes on Instagram actually quite useful like I saw one about um an insect and it was saying like an insect has a disease um you'd be careful of all insects um it's not saying that they've all got this disease and I thought yeah. that's like a good way of explaining it because yeah. like obviously we know it's not all men like we all have boyfriends dads etc and like do you know what I mean there's so many men in people's lives that aren't like that so it's hard we all get that, but it's hard to get that message across without, because it's something you just don't state. You don't need to state it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what's crazy? Direct comparison. Sorry, Zoe, sorry. Do you know to link to what, and then this is something that they used to argue about the whole um, vigil and stuff that happened. It's like, oh, coronavirus. Well, not everybody's got coronavirus, but we're all avoiding people because there are people out there that do have coronavirus. It's the same sort of thing. Comparison to what you're saying. I know, sorry, Zoe, carry on. What what was you going to say? I was going to say, it's like when people, I saw this on TikTok, it's like when people have one issue. So to come back to that issue, they bring up another issue. It's like with Mm. the Black Lives Matter thing, it was like, oh, Black Lives Matter. And then everyone was like, yeah, but all lives matter. And now it's like, 
it's like oh women feel unsafe and then people are like oh men's mental health it's like you can have like one issue doesn't combat like doesn't cancel out another issue like you can care about both issues yeah and I that's just not what we're talking about right now yeah yeah I I saw my friend put a thing on and she basically said you know we're all um make men's suicide awareness like really clear but no one turns around and goes what about women's suicide like no Mm. one says that like that happens as well of course it does but like this whole like awareness in like men's suicide and stuff we all share things on Instagram and etc things like that and I think that's quite like you just don't like it's not always. I think that's about... the negatives with social media, isn't it? Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Everything has to be linked. Nothing is yeah. allowed to have its one set time. When that's all we focus on, it's always going to be. Well, what about this? Or oh, well, we did mention Everything. that. Or oh, yeah. we forgot about this this time last year. Well, no, because we're not on that at the minute. We dealt with that at the time, and I'm sure if it comes up again, we'll deal with it like like we would do. But with back onto that whole, you know, the insect thing, Abby. I yeah. saw one about sharks. And it was like saying about obviously, you know, you'd go in the ocean, not all sharks are going to attack you, but some will. And it was basically saying like at the end, are you going to wait for that shark to attack you? Or are you going to question it? Obviously, you're going to get out of the water. You're not going to wait for the sharks to maybe not attack you because it's not one of them sharks, which is an example of men. You're not going to go to a man and be like, are you about to attack me? No, okay, great, thanks. Or, yeah, <laughs> great, perfect. Do you know what I mean? That's why you have to say the whole all men thing. you just got to be cautious because yeah. that's the world we're living in. And men should understand that, really, shouldn't they? Absolutely. Yeah, they it's, are stronger. Like, they should appreciate that. But they are they stronger. Are, they are yeah. that. And they a lot of the time, a lot of the time they compare it to women, don't they? Like, are oh, like, well, a, whim- a woman could attack a man. And yeah, she could. Very easy. And, and a lot of the time it, re- it relates to sexual assault. And a lot of the time it's like a woman could go up to someone and make someone feel really uncomfortable by saying, not sexual assault, sexual harassment, sorry, and make someone feel really uncomfortable by saying this, that and the other, but going up to a man. Well, yeah, she could. And that's awful. And it should be dealt with in the same way. But the difference is uh, nine times out of 10, the physical threat, is not often there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the time a woman can say these things and a man could, br- point to be brutally, could knock her clean out and it wouldn't be, do you know what I mean? Then she wouldn't be saying it anymore. And a lot of the time yeah. it's, it's the vulnerability of a woman sometimes that where they're, they're, they're too scared to respond. And that's that's where the problem lies. When you can't, you're too scared to defend yourself. That's where it's just crazy. What have we not t- spoken about? Oh, we've not spoken about the um, vigil and stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like about brutality. That, I was so mad about that Um, because they're like, because one, it was a vigil, right? It was peaceful. And okay, so a woman is just murdered by a police officer. So to combat that at her vigil, they get more police officers to start a literal riot, literally manhandling women. Like you just couldn't write it. Like as if that actually happened makes me so mad. Um, I don't, how how can anyone be that? How can like taking away the the right and wrong and what's right and wrong in the situation. How can someone actually be that stupid to to have male, big beefy male policemen at that? Like, why would? Where's the comments? If, if anything, if there there needed to be police there, if if that was something that the, the Met Police found necessary, have them be women and have them be there for the right reasons. Like it's 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 idiotic. It's just stupid more than anything. Yeah, and I've heard as well. I heard that it was completely peaceful and like they waited, the police like waited until it got dark and then started like pushing people and being really forceful. 
because it had like because they were like not in daylight anymore. It makes me sick. Oh my it, god! It's, it's I awful. Don't know in anyone like who can you trust anymore clearly no one you cannot no. trust anyone i've lost faith in literally my world honestly yeah. and then there's this new thing that's come out isn't there this um i don't know the ins and outs of it, so i don't want to go into too much detail because i might get it wrong but i think her name's oh what pretty is it pretty Something oh like? you said that earlier i think that's who you said earlier something about a new law that affects our right to protest and i just think that why on earth would you do that after this, what's just happened? Why now is it important for that to happen? Why ever is that acceptable to happen? That you that it's our human right to protest when things are wrong. So why, how can you, I don't think she's completely got rid of it. I think she's made some changes to it where now you can face like 10 years in prison. I mean, this might be an exaggeration. I don't know the full facts, but this might be like, you can take like 10 years in prison for defacing a statue. Like what? Yet these people that are the most vile, disgusting men in the world that attack women sexually or physically or however, probably get less time than that. Probably don't even get time at all. It's yeah, it's it's insane what goes on in the world right now. It's actually terrifying. I don't trust a single soul, if I'm honest. Same. So, um, Zoe, we've absolutely loved having you on the podcast, and I, uh, these will all agree. Like, you've actually explained it's so everything. interesting. So, like, in everything you say, I'm like, oh my god, you're so clever. Like, everything, <laughs> it's just so intellectual. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, like educated. Yeah, like I feel like I've just been like to a lesson or something. But not, like when I speak, I'm just like, yeah, but yeah, like it's like this, and you're like <laughs> in these big words I've never heard of before, and I was like, wow, like, I actually feel like I'm learning something. <laughs> We really liked having you on, Zoe, and we will put, I've said before, we'll put your link to your speech in our Instagram. But yeah, thank you so much. Get it viral. Thank, thank you, you so much, Zoe. It's been so thank lovely. You. Oh, thank you. Bye. That was so interesting. Like, what? What a woman, really. What a woman. I could get get my words across that well. And like listening to her and how she worded things, it makes me understand my feelings better. Yeah. 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 She's really good at explaining things. Yeah. I come away from conversations like that and I feel like so much more educated and like I understand how I feel more because I agree with her or like disagree with her or whatever. It was just, it was yeah. really, really interesting. I really enjoyed it. It's actually difficult sometimes to understand the severity of the situation when all you're bombarded with is news articles and like, the news and like, it's, sometimes it's just a bit much. And to hear someone that's like clued up on it and understands it and is like yeah. fully involved Passionate. in the conversation, it's quite, makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, like you said, Kate, just then, it's quite like overwhelming almost with everything on Instagram. You're like, oh my God, what am I... Am I like writing the right thing? Am I posting the right thing? But when yeah. literally explained it so clearly and precise, there's like no other way. And like you said, her monologue thing, like it's literally so easy to understand and anyone could watch that and be like inspired by it. Really good. Yeah, you need it's, to listen. It's really, really good. If you're listening, get listening to her <laughs> monologue because it's really good. Not monologue, really spoken words. Spoken, spoken words. Word. I think it's as well because she's like our generation. It's not yeah. someone older that you yeah. feel like they're patronizing you, like you should know this. She's our generation, yeah. so it actually sinks in more. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like I've come away 
a new woman. I know loads now. Yeah. Yeah. I could speak to her for ages. I found her really interesting. Yeah, I could have carried that on for ages. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just wanted to know. I really wanted to know her feelings on everything. Like, I just yeah. want, you know what? I, I yeah, really on live. What, what are your feelings about this then? Because I want to. <laughs> yeah, generally. I struggle. I struggle to understand my feelings and I don't know what to think on a situation. I don't want to be pushed into anything, but I want to know someone else's opinion to see if I agree with it. Yeah. yeah. She just gets yeah. hers across. She just gets hers across really well. Some people don't do this. Some people are too pushy, but she, yeah. hers was, hers was really, really good. So. Yeah, that's good. That's it. So thank you, Zoe. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Come on again sometime. We really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll introduce our next guest. Our next guest is Kaylee Laws. She went to university with me and she's very opinionated on Instagram. She shares all of her views on women, on, on almost every topic in the world. She shares her opinion on it because like, like all of us, she's very opinionated and has an opinion, isn't afraid to share it like every woman should. And uh, she's just been through some crazy situations that I've been witness to. And I think she'd be a very good person to come on and share any experiences she feels comfortable with and also just to have a little bit of a chat and hear her opinion on all the different topics so yeah here's Kaylee. hello Kay how are you hi I'm good thank you how are you <laughs> I'm all good all good in the hood how are we all feeling tonight Woo! <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know why, but we get so, we've just had Zoe on and another girl who sh- shared some things from like from her perspective, and we just get really nervous and all weird and jittery when there's an extra member on the podcast. I don't know why it happens. It's just we're really used to it just being us for. I don't know why. I feel like Holly Willoughby. Holly Willoughby, <laughs> Phil, We get all starstruck by the extra member. So obviously, we've spoken um, a lot to Zoe about the whole situation that's been going on this week in terms of like Meghan Markle, Sarah, the vigil, all things like that. Um, is there anything that you want to say, feel passionately about wanting to share about everything that's been going on in the past, I think it's like week, couple of weeks or whatever? Um, I think the one thing that is really like I've seen and I've got really angry about is the lack of males I've seen on my Instagram talking about it and it, mm. and it, one thing I find really upsetting about it is like I know there's such thing as performative activism anyway um but I find it so annoying when it's something that everyone's got like well and not everyone but people have like mums sisters everything and yet they refuse to speak up about it yeah. And that's what I find so frustrating. And it's like they know that they benefit off the oppression of women. That's why perhaps they don't speak about it. And it just yeah. is infuriating. Because we've actually, sp- we spoke a little bit, didn't we, about the whole, um, we spoke more about the men that are talking, but are talking negatively. But I suppose we haven't actually yeah. touched on the idea that some men Silence just, is also bad as well. Yeah, it's just as bad. It's silence is, is, is like you say, in a world of social media, at the very least, it doesn't take that much to share a little quote or infographic no. to your Instagram story. Like at the very, very least, like there's not, it's not that difficult really. But then is it? I saw this like thing and it was like someone saying, sometimes people don't like, even though they feel so passionate about it, they don't want to share it because they just feel quite like vulnerable and stuff. But obviously it depends on like, what you are. But I do think 
it's important to like try get a message out message out but obviously social media you might feel like you have to share something when you necessarily don't want to share it yeah mm-hmm. I think that I think that comes from I think when it's a woman in that situation where she might feel like th- this is something where I feel quite um vulnerable and it affects me and personally then I kind of get that that she might not want to share things and talk about it publicly but for a man I think yeah 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 I really think they do. see it as taking the blame like they don't want to take blame for males being like that men feel like if they put something on they're kind of taking the blame but yeah I think you're 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 male you're all male and that's why the problem's where it's at you're getting that message out to other people that might be in that position. Like you're advising and sort of like helping others in a sense, if you're like sharing stuff, it's not taking the blame. And I think it's the problem with taking accountability. People only will take accountability if it makes them look good. Where for Mm -hmm. instance, I think because it portrays men quite very badly, they'll fail to take accountability for it. Yeah. And I I was... what I was going to say was that like um there's with things like this not the women for example in this situation are the oppressed they're the ones that are the victims and all of this and there's only so much that they can do the people with the power in this situation are the men hold your friends Mm -hmm. accountable don't do shady dumb shit and the problem disappears that's the root of the problem it's not the women they're not the root of the problem so the only person that can change is the man so they need to speak up more we definitely agree on that we're all in very much agreement <laughs> I believe I didn't even notice that until you just said Kate I didn't even think and that's that is a problem in itself I didn't even think about boys or like men sharing anything but now mm. that you've said it I have not seen one male on my Instagram not even a celebrity I mean there could be some out there I have not seen one post anything about this yeah and that is I, that, I didn't even think about it and that is a problem in itself I didn't even think I didn't even expect them to post do you know yeah. what I mean yeah. I just Please, didn't think it? that they would yeah I saw somebody the day where um it was who was it someone famous was on this morning or something um and she said about how her son messaged he's the oldest and he messaged his two younger sisters who were like maybe 16 and 18 or something and sent them a message like apologizing for like males like the fact that they've ever had to experience that hopefully they won't ever have to experience anything like that and I thought oh my god that's actually he's taken responsibility yeah even th- and again, actually let his sisters know that it wasn't all him personally it wasn't yeah. him the person who did those things it's just I don't know yeah. it's actually craziness but Kay we're here today because I gave you a little proper introduction before you came on because I was like, not doing it while you're on air, I'd be too embarrassed. So <laughs> um, we, I just said that um, you're a very opinionated person like us and you share all your opinions on almost every topic that offends you or bothers you or that you feel like needs exposure on your Instagram or wherever. And mm-hmm. I also said about how you have been in some crazy, crazy situations over oh. the short time that I've known you and I've been witness to some insane situations so if it's completely up to you whatever you feel comfortable sharing if you want to share any experiences that you want to talk about in particular um well I think there is like one in particular I think you know the one I'm gonna speak 
Um, and I don't mind sharing because I think it's important to talk about these things because the sometimes things become very taboo and then that's what causes people to not speak about things or not speak when they're going through stuff but um mm-hmm. with one of the guys I was with in particular um I worked for him and he was oh god the worst human being I have ever met in my entire life um and what I find really funny and it's it's kind of the irony um he so before he was a bar owner he was a policeman and I used to tell him that I was scared walking home at night um because and I'd walk with my keys in my hands back from when I'd finished working at the bar and he got me pepper spray and it was like a legal one that like that paints I think a like when you spray it it like puts a mark on the person and it also like Mm -hmm. sprays them or whatever and um and then I remember he got this for me and he said like I want to keep you safe where actually he throughout the time I worked for him I ended up in a relationship with him and he was abusing me the whole time and it is the irony of the guy who basically put on an Oscar women in performance of Prince Charming was actually the one I needed to use the pepper spray on and I think that in itself is just it's so comical like so just I can't even put into words but yeah in like the worst sort of way but it's just the irony of the whole thing it is it's actually terrifying when you think about that like you say that he was a policeman and we spoke about it with Zoe earlier that it's policemen like the 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 man that killed Sarah was a policeman like who can you even trust nowadays like it's actually nurse yeah they always say it's the people that you put your trust in and your faith into that are usually the ones that are most capable of stuff like this which is just so scary like like you say who can you trust then yeah if you can't even think they've got someone that you love if you can't even trust someone that you are in a relationship with then like what have you got kind of thing I saw this thing and it was saying how like um anyone can be nice sort of thing like anyone can make you breakfast in the morning it's like what you said about the whole prince charming thing but you had no idea and then who would have known that that would have happened do you know what I mean um anyone yeah anyone can be nice to you but you just don't know the other side and I think that's what the scary thing is and I think that's sort of like opening everyone's eyes a bit to be like like you need you don't know like you had no idea until it happened do you know what I mean and then the thing is people, I think this is the thing with like victim blaming and stuff as well, is like people could have said about Sarah, um, like she shouldn't have gone off with some person she didn't know, uh, like X, Y, Z, like you shouldn't trust people. But then if they if they show that they're a nice person yeah. and like that's what yeah. you see from the offset, of, like you will, like it's just, you will. And you can't blame people for being like trusting or like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's comical because you're either blamed for being too trusting or you're blamed for being angry or you're like, regardless of which way you do. If you said, if some, if a stranger came up to you and that you thought normally you would be trusting him because of the situation that's going on, now you're angry and you're like, get away from me. And he was a typical nice guy. He'd be like, oh, what are you being like that for? Like, you can't win. And I yeah, was listening yeah, to a podcast yeah. the other day. Um, I can't, I think it was one of Fern Cotton's podcasts. She was, I can't remember the girl that she was interviewing, oh, but the yeah, girl she interviewed said this thing and she said, the only women that I respect in this day and age are two types of women, angry women 
and women that are in a coma. She said, if you're not angry, then there is a problem. Like, you should be yeah. so angry oh with the God, way women are treated right now. So <laughs> the only other women I'm respecting are the ones that have no, like, aren't capable of knowing what's going on. That's, so that's such just, a I just strong think... point. Mm, so true, crazy. though. Like, back in the day, women were, like, to be seen, not heard. It was all hush-hush. Women can't have an opinion. Women don't know anything. Whereas now when we start actually, actually speaking not. out and actually saying things, it's like, whoa, what is actually going on? I think the um, scary thing was about your situation, Kate, was that it's happened in a workplace as well. Like, yeah. I feel like that happened. I think every woman in maybe not even realising it until kind of now or until they've left or whatever has probably experienced something like that in a workplace of some mm-hmm. sort. Uh, yeah. something that's made them feel uncomfortable or something wrong something that they've even said or done I think every woman can say that they've experienced that it's scary it's the whole um like the thing for me that I saw obviously like the whole cat calling thing that never no one sort of ever knew before like it was so it's such a thing for people in vans or mm-hmm. cars or anything that come in to come past you on a road and just like whistle or do whatever they do I'm thinking like how do you actually think that makes you feel like I actually wrote something on Instagram I was like if that was your child or like whoever's in your family yeah. walking down the street and they, someone was catcalling them, like that would make you feel like, what, what, why are they doing I that? hate that. Dog, like you're not. A don't get what they're trying to achieve. Like, yeah, what? Think, like, what are they going to get out of it? You turn around sticking your middle finger up and telling them to fuck off. Like, what do I they want from you? Honestly. Like, oh, yeah, that. I'll get in your van. Obviously, no. What do you think you're going to do? Drop your kegs on the side Smash of the road and say, come yeah. here. Like, what? It's ridiculous. I know, exactly. I don't know what they think they're gonna get out of it. Like I really don't. Like, would you like I'm not gonna give you my number because you whistled at me, you creep. That yeah, that's matter. not the start of a romantic story. But no I one starts remember. their story off with oh well he whistled at me. Mm. I remember it's like where uh, I must have been about 16 at the time, went going to college in the morning and my waiting for my bus on the main road. And no exaggeration, I must have had this once like once a day either someone beeping or whistling or it got to the point where this I remember so clearly this man um slowed down and like drove into like he looked like he was pulling over and just wound his window down just stared like blatantly at me and then just drove off and I was absolutely petrified because I thought is he gonna like turn around and like come and kidnap me like I was oh absolutely God. terrified, and I was on a main road. Like people, you would think that you would feel a little bit more protected because, like, oh, I'm on a main road, people can see me. But no one would even, no one would even think to. No, no, no one would know. And that I was, I was absolutely petrified. I was so scared. You was at college. You was probably what? I was 16. 16. I know. I yeah, but it's, it is old. people in uniforms. That's what they do. It they they do it. As- school children no matter what age they are they see a uniform and they seem to think oh I'm in a van so I need to whistle that girl in a uniform no you don't something literally so similar happened to me and my friend um we were we I remember it was when I was living in London I went to uh, me my friend went shopping and then we're walking back to mine and it was just off the main road and we saw these two men and well I saw them like my friend was too busy like on a phone um 
and I saw them out of my, the corner of my eye and they just kind of stopped on the bend. And I was thinking, what, what are they doing? Like the, these houses are military houses because my mum's in the military. Like, why are they coming down here? And then they stopped and moved slowly and I could see one of them licking their lips and staring at me and we were 16 at the time and then I saw them and we carried on walking normal and I looked back and they were getting out of the car and I, I screamed I went Monique fucking run we ran and they started chasing us they oh ran back God. in their car and then they started driving like speeding whilst we were running and we had to like honestly I've never ran so quick in my life and we were like banging on my uh, family home for my parents and we were both crying we that's were like oh my god be, like, that's supposed to be like a safe place though like military yeah. Like, yeah like you wouldn't think that would happen sort of like you know what I, would, I bet as well like the horrible thing was they probably would thought that was really funny they probably they probably wanted yeah. they was gonna do no harm and but something like that is so damaging. Like you remember yeah, that. That scars people, literally scars people for life. That really affects girls. I another um I can't just remember it. This is the crazy thing. I just remember things now. And I think, oh my God, like the you don't even realise you've gone through something until like you kind of think it's because you push it back because you don't think it's a big yeah. deal because it's the norm. Yeah. People just say, Well, it happens. So you just think, oh, okay, like that's that. I um I was at college and I was waiting on the corner of the shop, um like near the spa in wherever. And um this he was quite drunk. This man came to me and it was really busy. It was like people were leaving work, and he came to me and he like cornered me um in near this shop, and he was asking me to go home with him and go for a drink ah. and like he, he was so he wasn't touching me but he was really forceful so and I was lovely. absolutely petrified. And not one person, and I was very loud in saying, like, like, please leave me alone. And not one person stopped to help me. And oh like we we did ring the police and they said like they can't do anything because he didn't touch you. But like and again, I was like, like, why does it have to be why does it have to lead to that? Yeah. Why why would he they have couldn't to touch do anything? It to be a problem. There was intentions. Yeah, I know. And I was I was talking about it to my mum the other day because I I kind of forgot that it happened, but from then on I was absolutely petrified to walk just from college to the bus and it was a busy it's town town centre like everybody's there but no one thought to step in and help me in and and like I'm supposed to like trust all these people around there was a shop and there was people like in a busy place if I don't feel comfortable there then like what is going on kind of thing do you know what's mad I I I saw this thing I I actually think I don't know, it might have been Zoe. Somebody shared this. It was about how it was a um, a quote from a book. One thing I do think is good is what you said, Lily, about the fact that things happen and like has been going on the past week really opened up conversations in the home with people yeah. like your mom and sisters and things like that. Um, but one thing I, I did pick up on what you said was about how like no one does anything and it's like it's almost like they're waiting for these people that like do horrific things to do something really really horrific before anything yeah. Yeah. yeah and even yeah. then and even then half the time if it's even done when they do something awful yeah. and it's like this will be this is so preventable if you just listen to these women in the first place and yeah. what I was saying about what I've seen about this sharing thing was how I think this might be why nothing seems to be done and why these people that are seeing these things happen just don't really do anything is because this sort of behavior has become 
so a part of our culture and part of the UK's way of living where women are just constantly, constantly disrespected in that way that it's become culture. It's become yeah. part of our culture. Yeah. yeah. Ever should be. And when something becomes part of culture, it becomes normal. And when something becomes normal, it becomes ignored. And that's why yeah. these things keep happening. And it's actually terrifying. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> I think it's the whole no, like boys will be boys, men will be men. No, no, you need to educate them to not be like that. There's no reason for boys to be boys, they're not all the same, so they don't have to all act the same. And I think it goes back to as well, like the whole safety aspect of um, you know, you shouldn't walk home, so you should get a taxi, but you shouldn't get a taxi alone, you should get a taxi as a group. Yeah, but there's gonna be some point where you're in that taxi by yourself. If you're last drop off, I'm always still by yourself, like. Why? Yeah, when I lived there, Abby, I had a really bad experience with this taxi driver. It's I horrible because you're always a last person at someone's house up the road. Really? And went in their garden and hid behind the tree to pretend that that was my house because I didn't want him to see which house I was going into. Oh he was a really God. weird taxi driver. It is horrible because if you're the last person, and I, I just don't know, like my mum and dad have always said to me, like, don't get if you don't get a taxi on your own. But then I've you've got to like, even if they like, for yeah. someone live like where you live Lily like literally around the corner yeah a street to go but you just don't Do you know what's there's still a point well. he's in control of the vehicle exactly it's you scary. feel that I I don't know about you but like if I'm in say I'm in in a taxi with a group of people and they go oh like you're gonna be last drop off do you mind I, yeah I feel no, guilty no. but then I feel guilty for saying yeah, I do mind. I don't want to be last drop off because that yeah. man, yeah, because the taxi man sat there, like, is I'm not sat there listening to me saying that, and I yeah. and yeah. I feel awful and I feel bad for him. But then I think, no, that has to stop. I... The vehicle, they can take you anywhere. What are you gonna do? Duck and roll out of the car? No. In um, them window glass breakers, you know, them bracelets that have been like going round like ever since this whole thing like happened. Um, there's been um like it's gone kind of viral on TikTok. So it's like a bracelet and you ping it and it smashes the oh car God. window. That is so good. The car. Oh my God, that's a really good idea. I, I feel like I wouldn't that. get that right. Like I would not know how to use that. I'd be like, what? Do you like <laughs> a question? Do you like, would you ever carry anything like that? Or do you carry anything like that? Because I don't, but now the more I talk about it, the more I think, why shouldn't I like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't harm me to. Like, yeah. it wouldn't harm me to do that. Yeah, I I don't carry... Well, I used to when I was walking um, to and from the bars. I had that, like, spray. Um, mm-hmm. But now, like, if I felt, like, in danger, I'd just put my keys in between my knuckles. Yeah. Like, because like, I don't think you can really carry much on you that wouldn't be deemed, like, a weapon. Um, yeah. Uh, so you have to be really, really careful with like what you do carry. Um, yeah. But mm. I just like there's them bracelets that have been going round, and then um, I saw something else, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but I think it was more for um, hotel rooms where you put it in between your locks, so anyone who's got a key yes. to your hotel room yeah, they I can't get in. And I think they're yeah, on Shein as well. So let's get cracking with them polls that we put on Insta. I'll go first. So my one was, have you ever been made to feel uncomfortable in the workplace? So 84% said yes, and 16% said no. I can vouch for the yeses. I've mm, had numerous 
numerous moments, either with customers or with managers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of moments. Ellie, tell them. Yeah, and I work go them. on. <laughs> yeah, right. So just to clarify, I laugh, but I laugh because that's just how I am. So I find everything funny. It's probably a coping mechanism. Let's just say maybe if I didn't laugh, it could have really messed me up. But I laugh. So I'm not meaning it in a funny way. I'm not trying to make anyone feel like it didn't matter. It's just what I do. So yeah, and this is just my like way of people, handling things with everything in life. Yeah, if someone else might have experienced some of the things you've experienced, then you literally could be scarred for life. But you're just one of those people that just laugh things off. Off. It's, it's like, a, like you say, it's like a coping mechanism. You should have just left it with me saying yeah, that. Thank I you. Um, I'm so just trying to back my foot up on that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're kind of interrupting me. So can you just stop? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. So, first one was um, I was serving, I'm not going to say the shop's name. I mean, I don't really care. It's TK Maxx. So I was going to TK Maxx. <laughs> there was a lad next to me who was serving and there was a long queue and there was a few of us a few younger girls and then there was this lad and then there was me and I was serving someone and then the lad freed up so he called for the next person and it was a man and he was like oh no it's okay I'll wait for the beautiful one at the end and then I nearly said his name then this lad was like no 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 like it's fine you can come to me like I'm available and this man was like no no it's okay I'll wait thanks so the person behind him went and then the people I was serving was like trying to go really slow. Like they're trying to pack the bags really slow, like take the receipt. And I was like, oh no, like it's fine. Like what can you do to me? I'm like, behind a desk, like it's fine. Um, yeah. They left, he came over and he like strutted over and he just, Ew. he just made me, yeah, it was disgusting. Oh, and he was started off, you know, the usual, like you look nice, blah, 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 all that shit. So I thought, oh, okay, this is fine. We'll roll with it. We'll play with it. And then he wanted to take me out on a date. And I was like, oh, no, sorry. Like, my boyfriend at the time worked upstairs. I was like, no, sorry, like, my boyfriend's upstairs. Like, no. And he's like, oh, I'd love to take you for fish and chips. I bet you love a sausage. So I'm <gasps> trying to stay professional because there's customers around. There's, like, fellow employees around. Like, so I'm trying to just be like, oh, haha, yeah, okay. Like, moving on, like, do you want a bag? Like, it's five people, do you want a bag? Like, come on. I just want to get you out. Um, and then it came to paying. So he, like, opened his wallet. And it was fat with cash. Like, and he was like putting it in my face for me to see like how much money he had in his wallet. Oh, um, and then he, and he only offered like, you fish and chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rude. Exactly. Thank you for that. No, he wanted to take me to the beach. It was like skeggy vibes. It was skeggy fish and chips. Oh, That's what he was getting yeah. it. You'd have probably been buried oh, in the sea. We'd have never seen you again. Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, I was, you know, keeping it cool, having a little laugh and a joke with him. So I thought, it's okay, it's harmless. And then I said how much it was. And he went, like, got his card out and he's like, oh, uh, can it go on top? And I was like, oh, no, like, contactless, no, sorry, like, it's too much. He's like, oh, I'd like to see you on top. I was like, oh, yeah, no, contactless, oh. it's too much. Contactless oh. is too much. Oh, my God. And oh, then, God. <sighs> I still hear it to this day. He got the card and he went to put it in the machine and he was like, <laughs> as he put the card in the machine. Oh. Yeah, let them put his pin in, and then he did the same noise as he pulled it out. Yeah, well then they pulled he pulled it out, um, and then like I was a bit like, oh, this isn't actually just like a you know a bit of a joke. And then it's a car you know got a bag in the workplace. I was like, oh yeah, no, yeah, do you want your receipt in the bag? He's like, oh yes, thanks. And then he's like, oh you know I'll come visit again. 
And then he like left, but like everyone was kind of in shock around me. And I was like, what that can I do? Weird. So I've to keep on serving. And then I went to tell the security guard, as it just to let you know, like this has kind of happened. And he like checks his TV and everything. And then all that kind of happened was it was a case of I have to refuse to serve him. If he comes in, I have to avoid him. Well, Ellie, like, like, but then why are they the putting most... you in that situation? Yeah. So, like, if I was why on should one you floor, have to be the one? He came in. I have to I go downstairs, or yeah. Well, like, the thing be, is, you can't come in the store. The scariest mm-hmm. thing about that whole story is the fact that you were literally at work, probably like the safest place you think to be yeah. behind Where a desk, not even like it, like yeah. openly there. And you would think there's so many people around as well. Like you'd think it's a safe place, but like what the hell? Imagine if like. It was like yeah. a, a garage, a car garage or something. You, you were on your own. Like that, they that's have no scary. shame. Like yeah, people are that's listening to you, I'm what really, you're saying. Like, I'm glad that like, you were that next to me. Yeah, and that was what was more awkward because I was like, these are like fully grown. I must have been what, 20, 19, 20 at the time. And I was like, these are fully grown adults that are like stood around being served. And he was not quiet. Like they could hear everything. Like everyone was just going silent. People in the queue were silent. And it was just really like awkward. Um, I was like, the lad that was next to me was there. Honestly, he did not stop. Like, and then I every time he came in after that, I just had to um like avoid him or go in the it, back. It's or an abuse of power. Him. It's an abuse of power because he's a customer yeah, and he knows they know you're you a can't young do girl and that you've just got to sit there yeah. and tolerate it because otherwise you're scared that you might lose your job or whatever. It's actually still uh, that it's is horrible. That Yeah, like what could I have said you know to him? This relates back to what you were saying, Clayton, where like they people won't act until it's become too serious. Like it's yeah. not until that guy went around the back of the tilt and grabbed you or tried to grow. Yeah, if you. he leant over so and grabbed you after work. Well, this is another story. This is the waiting after work thing. So it was a Sunday and it must have been it was an hour before closing, and then we stayed like an extra half an hour. And this man had been like pacing up in the top floor. And so, like, he came over to ask, like, where I was from and all just basic stuff. So I thought, okay, you're a customer, it's fine. Like, I'm going to just chat with you. Um, he said how beautiful I was, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, oh, like sorry, I've got a boyfriend, no, 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 whatever. And he's like, oh, what time do you finish? I was like, oh, it's a late one tonight. Like, you know, we're closing later. Um, I was like, but obviously the shop closes at four. Not telling him exact times. Um, anyway, we closed. I saw him leave the shop. So I was like, okay, that's cool, he's gone. Because um, I'd never seen him before. And then... I got, we finished, it was half four, it was still daylight, it was a Sunday. Everyone was parked around the side of the shop, like you guys know TK Maxx, the mm. side bit where the new golf place is. Yeah. So yeah. everyone was parked there and I was parked actually at the front so everyone could see me. So I walked out to my car, got in, put my seatbelt on, was doing my music, it was hot so I put my window down. And as I went to drive off, this elbow like came in my car and like so lent on my scary. window. Oh my so obviously that made me jump and it was him. So I was like, oh. So I was like, oh, hi, like, is everything okay? Like, thinking, like, oh, you know, we're closed, like, you can't return anything. He's like, oh, like, where are you going? So, like, I, like, pointed in the opposite direction as I come off to my boyfriend's and, like, pointed in the opposite way that I'd actually be driving home. And then he was, like, talking to me, like, how beautiful and stuff was, like, he'd love to take me on a date, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, like, no. And it was, like, awkward because I couldn't drive off because I did not know where his feet were. Like, but but he would have sensed... He would have sensed that you felt uncomfortable. That's what the yeah. worst thing is. Like, he yeah. would have known but the thing that is, you felt It was an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half after he'd been in the shop. Why he was he still out he and about for me to get in my yeah, car? That's gross. So then same thing happened. I had to go into the work next, next day and I had to explain it. 
us go to go checked on CCTV, saw everything that happened. And yet again, I was just told to avoid to serve him. If he came in the shop, I had to oh, avoid him not... or refuse to serve him. That, that... It's just taking the piss that that. Like, I can't yeah. believe that they don't do more and it really really mm. angers me and this is the problem with the workplace is that they don't put yeah. things in place to protect you in these no. sorts of no. situations they don't give I've a seen fuck. It so I've seen that happen to similar situations that happened so many times over the years that I've yeah. worked in various places it happens all the time and, it, and it's like like you say it, they never they never do enough and I think a lot of it is like almost to save the man to save that oh well, what if yeah, he didn't it's for do sure. it? and save the embarrassment of him or save like the the scene or whatever it might be and it's like no it's like, too much work for them they can't be bothered to do it it's too much work to have to take it down a serious route actually get like statements from people like all stuff like that like I've only been in that situation once when a statement's actually been taken from me where an actual person outside of the workplace has come in made statements from this particular mm, manager I'm just going to say it and we all had to give statements of experiences that we've had with this said person. And that's the one time it's actually been taken seriously. And that's because he was a management role. And it was because there was about yeah. four or five of us girls that actually... And they can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if it was just one girl, they probably would have been like, oh, you know, we just won't put you on shift with him. But because yeah. there was like four or five of us that all had something to say about it that had happened to us with this man, that that's when they actually, he got removed, he got sacked. And I just think, I think we all like to do statements. I think that happens a lot of the time that a lot in a lot of workplaces, it's not until there's numerous people that come forward and explain yeah. that they've had similar situations, which is why I do think it's important that we get the message across that any little thing that happens, whether it's little or it's a massive thing, I think always well, obviously I never do feel comfortable with, but you've got instincts, you know if something's yeah. wrong, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know if because, something's making you feel uncomfortable or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly. the main the main like message from that that whole thing is the fact that they know you feel uncomfortable but they still carry on. But um this sort of leads us yeah. on to our next poll we um put on our Instagram which was the um text me when um your home message because like so we have done that so many times but from our poll we got like 100% like I think everyone does that like so many people will just take the friend out or text when you get home. That that is crazy. It's just normal. 100%. Yeah. 100 yeah. of every single person has that has seen that instagram story and has voted on that poll has said yes that is yeah. mental that everyone feels to me that they have to do that yeah i even do that every crazy like if i'm leaving a friend in a taxi and she's the last drop off i'll purposely get out and i'll put my head back in i say oh make sure you let me know when you're home or call me if you want while you're heading home to let yeah. the taxi yeah. driver know that i am being accountable if she doesn't text me or I'll give it 10 minutes, then I'll text her myself and say, are you home yet? And she'll be like, oh yes, sorry, I'll say pissed. I forgot. Yeah. Like that. But why do we have to do that? Why? Like, I know it's like a nice thing, but we're not doing it to be nice. We're doing it as a safety thing. Mm. Yeah. Again, that's another thing that has become so normal that it's part of our culture. It's part of female, not even female, well, majority female, female and gay, like that just do that. That will just say text when you get home what that's mm. like culture that's a thing that everybody does and nobody until it was pointed out on things like twitter nobody batted an eyelid at doing that it was just part of our lives it's i yeah. think it's mental it is yeah mad. i didn't i didn't know why my parents um when i whenever i would get the taxi um going between my um train station and my school they would always make me like text the um 
you know the yellow plate the taxi license plate they would yeah. always yeah. make me text them the number of what was on the plate just in case so that they had record and oh always all the time my parents installed it for me from when I was younger and it was always like text me when when like, you get there they should it should be like a trustworthy thing really that's what's sad and you hear so many stories about taxis especially I think when you're on your own like it's, it is really bad do you remember that it's thing so... about Uber and um they not stopped verified doing Uber stuff. for a period yeah 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 yeah. yeah. It, it went like really funny for a while um because they needed to verify and like do background checks on Uber drivers isn't that mad like that's their yeah. job we expect to feel safe so the whole thing on TikTok like lads and girls are making videos of like yeah, yeah, you yeah. play this when you feel unsafe and it's like them saying oh you're 10 minutes away okay I'll wait outside like let yeah. me know when you're like closer like pretending that you're on the phone to someone like why should that be a thing yeah, that we have to do like play something I for them to every- be oh, okay I can't get her I think everybody that works in any taxi company whether it's an Uber or not should have to have a background check if you've got random individuals in so. like if you've got to very- work at a school then you've do you know what I mean you well, that's the thing. Everyone's different ages that get into a taxi. Surely yeah, you have yeah. to be checked. Like you could pick Especially. up a mum who's got two young kids in the car, but mm. surely you have to be checked to be okay to have them young people in the car. And also, I don't get also it. okay to have drunk, vulnerable eighteen-year-old girls yeah. in the car. Oh, no. Yeah, massive. That is that's, that's dangerous. Scary yeah, that is the worst thing. Oh my yeah. god! What was the, what was the last poll? What yeah. was the last one? to last poll. Um, so <laughs> is this any nicer? Um, have you ever felt the need to carry your car keys um, when like walking around? Um, 74% of you said yes oh and 26 God. said no. Now, I honestly, I didn't <laughs> actually know what this was. And this is really, I thought <laughs> until today actually that this was, so when people carried their car keys, it was to inform or kind of make people aware, like, oh, my car's just around the corner. So I probably do this. So I'll carry my keys and my phone in my hand if I'm walking on my own so that I can make them aware, which probably wouldn't make a difference, but make them aware, like, oh, I can ring someone and I have got a car, like, there. Yeah. I am going somewhere. So just to let you know, kind of thing. I thought it was that, but no. So, but it does surprise me that... <laughs> still 24 people like well 24 percent people said no um which i would be one of them to be honest i I think it depends right i know it sounds like bad but i do genuinely think it depends where you live like personally in lincoln obviously things can happen whenever like always be safe but like compared to when i'm walking around other cities in lincoln i feel fairly i don't want to jinx it but i feel fairly safe um, especially around like high area and stuff but like if I'm in larger cities and bigger cities that's when I feel more like yeah more people really I feel like definitely when I'm walking around bigger cities I get I feel more like scared especially at night and I don't know the city mm. I think it depends if like, mm. you know the area but like you say anything could happen anytime so I've done it and I'm not even a woman and I've done that because yeah. I've been in the situation where I'm, like, I'm a bit scared like this person looks really dodgy and then I always get I when I have that thing I always I always get guilt and I think, oh, what? I what, do. What when I walk past yeah. them. Am I? Yeah. What yeah. if they're a nice person? And really, I the road. it doesn't matter. Yeah, like it, it doesn't matter though. Like regardless of whether they're a nice person or not, your safety comes first. And I I have yeah. been in a situation where I've had my car keys in my hat just in case. Yeah. I've um, always been like really scared. Like I feel like I've walked with friends in the past and like 
I feel like I'm constantly looking over my shoulder. But like, I don't know if that's because I sort of like grew up in it. I don't know if you can relate to this, Kay, but I grew up in like an army base camp all the time, right? And I moved around and I was always behind gates, right? Always lived in a safe kind of environment, always behind gates. So I thought that like, since I moved on to like, it's called like Civvy Street. Um, that's when I was like, I'm not behind a gate anymore. Like anything could happen, blah, blah, I'm not protected. And I thought it was mm. just me. But then I realized actually everyone does it. Maybe I do it more than others, whatever. But like, everyone actually does check and everyone it's it's kind of I don't know I just thought you feel like you're the only one and you feel like you're stupid for like thinking those yeah. types of things do you know what I mean yeah I feel like I'm definitely the same as you like I'm very like hyper aware yeah. so like I will always be looking over my shoulder to just yeah. check in case yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's like installed because like of my surroundings from when I was like younger living in London and being grown like growing up there and like being always in cities or like having military parents I, I don't know which one was the main factor but I think all of them contributing it did make me very hyper aware to always look o- over my shoulder. Lily you was you'd said that you'd had a conversation with someone that like spoke about how carrying keys in a certain way could be seen as like yeah I don't actually um I need the facts on it to be fair but um apparently well obviously it's actually um not allowed um obviously because it's it is considered as a weapon um which I do find a bit crazy because you could just be going to your car it's self-defense like self-defense yeah exactly so yeah, I don't know the 100% facts on that, but um, if that is the case, then how on earth do we, how do we protect ourselves then? And if the mm. if the police aren't going to do it, which obviously some might, but in, the, in this case, there's a lot of police officers that we can't trust, then who the fuck is going to protect us in this world? Yeah. But Carrying your keys can, surely, carrying your keys cannot be illegal. You're carrying your keys. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're trying to make protesting illegal, apparently. Yeah, so who knows in this crazy fucking world? I've I've been saying this, but I know when we're getting to the end, because I feel like we've we've (laughs) naturally, we've been talking for so long on this podcast, but I do feel like the world that we're living in right now, I just feel there's such an unrest in so many people and so many little groups of like women or black people or gay people like all the minorities and whatever there's so much unrest in the world that something is bubbling and like there has to, I feel like we're at a peak and there has to be change soon there's got to mm. be some I feel like something is right around the corner that like change the world in some way shape or form and maybe I'm wishful thinking and maybe we're going to be stuck in this bullshit for a little bit more of a cycle but I'm just hopeful that like there's something on the horizon. I just kind of feel it in my bones. I don't know if it's like, sometimes I think, oh God, what if it's like a civil war or something? It's like the people versus the government or something no, crazy like that. But I just feel like something <laughs> like on its way. Like I just have this like weird feeling inside me that like, this, this is a big deal. Like we're living through a historic period in life and especially this lockdown, people's emotions are so heightened that things are going to go a bit crazy, I think. I think... Mm. Honest, I hope so because I really want change and I think it would be really good to see change within our lifetime and not have to put pressure on like the next generation or the generation after that to yeah. change That's the way a, things are yeah it is us yeah. that needs to make the change we need to start I think change. I think it will happen I actually do like like Clayton was saying I actually really do feel like something's coming I maybe so. it maybe it's the hunger games 
Who knows? No, don't I say know, that. Oh, oh, no, we're getting silly now. We're getting <laughs> yeah, we are getting silly. <laughs> we're getting deluded. Thank you so much, Kay, <laughs> for coming on. We really, really oh, appreciate you. you. You've been a very good guest. We've really, really enjoyed it. And we love it. We'll invite you on the podcast another time, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's been wicked. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So thank much. you. Bye. Bye. So that was so nice to have Kay on the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed listening to her from her perspective and talk about her experiences. It was very nice and brave of her to come on and talk about what she's been through, as it is all of you that have spoken about your little experiences. Um, if anyone is interested, I'm sure you will be. Kay has a lovely candle business that she's just started where she sells candles in all sorts of delicious scents with crystals they are i've tried them and they are honestly amazing that they smell so good you get a little crystal inside they've got a lovely message behind it they're like i am worthy i am loved i am abundant like with the topic we've been discussing today with how deep and scary and horrible the world can be right now sometimes you just need to light a little candle with some positive crystals and nice feelings that's a nice evening I'm going to do word? that. I'm going to do that tonight. Fizzle. Fizzle into your bedroom. Fizzle. A bit of wax melts. Fizzle yeah. into your bedroom. What fizzles fizzle. into your bedroom? What's the what word? What are you trying what to say? Do? How wax melts. Like, the scent oh. just, like, goes into your bedroom. Evaporates. You evaporates. Evaporates. Evaporates into the bedroom. Spreads. But, yeah, that. I don't know if you noticed the right word. No, but it begins with a D. I remember learning. It's called, like, diffusing or something. I don't know. Descents. Nothing. Descents. That's like you descend down, so that you descend anyway. It doesn't matter. It feels anyway. Follow the candles page. It's called (laughs) Serene by K. We'll tag it on our Instagram. Be there. Please make sure to follow our page and check us out on Instagram at Three Girls One Gay and on TikTok and YouTube. Same thing. Three Girls One Gay. Make sure you enter our giveaway. We've got a giveaway that is running, and this time next week on the podcast, we'll be announcing the winner. Woo! And yes. I'm not being funny. We're not famous yet. So you're actually quite likely to win there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, make sure to check next. We're back next week with a new podcast episode. And on Wednesday, we'll be uploading a new, new YouTube video that we filmed tonight that was actually really funny. We did yeah. a little song association challenge. It was a really good fun video. Live fun. <laughs> so it was this like quite deep topic that we talk, spoke about today. I hope you've taken yeah. away from today. I hope you've left this podcast feeling a little bit more educated because I know we all definitely have. We all feel mm. very knowledgeable now we feel a little bit more switched on my brain is hurting with what i've learned tonight like i i just it amazes me it is it is an intense night rather than finish on a would you rather because we don't really feel like that's very necessary appropriate for the topic we've had we're going to finish on a nice quote yeah quote for this episode is each time a woman stands up for herself Without knowing it possibly, without claiming it, she stands up for all women. Yeah. I think wow. that's fab. Because that's so true, isn't it? Women don't so have to true. ask for what's the word? Appreciation? Is that the word? I don't know. <laughs> I just like the quote. Enjoy the quote. Yeah, it's a good quote. And it also links to what we were talking about earlier about how if, if a lot of the time, stupidly, not what a lot of the time one woman isn't enough and you have to all stand together and we all have to like do our part to support each individual woman because 
the more the merrier, basically. The more the more that get involved, the more likely it is for change to come. And we're great. Women are great. Just putting that yeah, in there. Just ending that there. We're fabulous. I love women. In every way, not in every way. Let's be let's be clear. All right, we're really rambling now. Yeah, we are. Goodbye. Thanks. Goodbye, everyone.